What's up, everyone? So, we're back. I'm Kaika. Kickin' Akko! What? I'm Sunny with these two fucking uh, of course. And today, editing. and today, we're gonna be talking about whatever dumb shit Kaika cooked up. What? What's first yeah. on the menu? So, the first thing on the menu is Gwenberry. Now, um, I just wanna give some context. She is an Olympian athlete. She's been very successful in the U.S. Now, the interesting part about her is when the national anthem was playing, she turned her back to it while her other teammates, or not, not teammates, the uh, the winners of the the, the competition, yeah. they were listening to the national anthem and being respectful. Exactly, it's true patriots. Now, in a video um, a couple months ago, the New York Times released, the uh, Olympian made some interesting remarks about U.S. So last summer at the Pan American Games, I threw 74 meters and I won gold. I remember the medal was so heavy and so real. I was excited, I was nervous. In that moment when the national anthem was playing, I knew that the national anthem did not speak for people like me in America. The freedom, liberty, and justice for all, it is not for black people. Something came over me, I raised my fist. I felt like I was not at peace with myself if I had not said something or did something in that moment. She essentially said that the national anthem does not apply to her and has never applied to black people because, you know, CRT um, theory, which basically suggests that black people are constantly oppressed. Oh, and yes. Are Critical race theory barriers. theory. Right. <laughs> Smooth. <laughs> Smooth. <laughs> Thank you. She basically suggests that there are barriers and she's being oppressed on the daily, even though she's worth $8 million by some estimates. So it's just amazing that she shits on the country uh, that has brought her so much opportunity, yet she calls it out, suggesting that there are barriers that she'll never uh, go through in the current status of the U.S. Um, Ford I, like, slash MFW being oppressed on the daily. Right. Oh. I mean, all I gotta say is, is like, she she is mad because she didn't get first, loser. Imagine getting third. Yeah, cry third. harder, cry harder. Exactly. She bro. she throws a hammer for a living and cries about the U.S. Like, come on, bro. Uh, it, well, it, it it's the funniest part because you can tell this is just a massive cope. Like, she got third place, all right, and she had to make it about herself and not her position because her position was lacking. So she made a huge statement and appealed to all the socialist leftist revolutionaries by heroically turning her back to the national anthem as a sign of solidarity for BIPOC people. It's like, bro, just shut the fuck up. You're not making a difference. Well, I mean, you are, but you're not actually doing anything substantial. The difference for which you are making is turning your loss into a victory for yourself. How does that help anyone else? Yeah. Uh, oh, well, I saw reports that people were saying that she only did this because she had got third place. Imagine if she got first place and then didn't do this. First like, place, and she, she's like, she's like oh, ah. say, can you see? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh. honestly, because she won. Bro. It looks like she just wants some clout, you know? I think this is the easiest way to get some clout. Maybe get a couple Instagram or Twitter followers, and she's successful. So, Leftism um, in 2021 be like. Yeah, but what's more interesting is the White House's response to all this. When Barry, who hopes to represent the United States as an Olympian on the hammer-throwing uh, events, won a bronze medal at the trials, and then she turned her back on the flag while the anthem played, does President Biden think that is appropriate behavior for someone who hopes to represent Team USA. Well, uh, Peter, I, I haven't spoken to the president specifically about this, uh, but I know he's incredibly proud to be an American uh, and has great respect for the anthem and all that it represents, especially for our, our men and women serving in uniform all around the world. He would also say, of course, that part of that pride in our country means recognizing there are moments where we are, as a country, haven't lived up to our highest ideals. So, Jen Psaki, the um, the report like the what, what is she the White House press secretary that's what she is. She essentially said that the president 
is uh, a very patriotic person. He always indulges in the national anthem, but then claims that we should always acknowledge the U.S.'s, you know, the U.S.'s wrongs, which is something admirable, right? We should always acknowledge when the U.S. was wrong. Right, we shouldn't be, but, like, and, blind uh, submissive to our country because that's how you end up with authoritarian nightmare states, etc., etc., you know, right. where this is going. We don't say that the U.S. is systemically racist towards black people and there are certain barriers they can never get passed through because of the color of the skin. That's not something you should say. So, Because um, it's not true. Right, it's not true, and it's something that doesn't unify us, right? Right, it, it, it divides by race. It doesn't actually do anything to bring us together, but it does do something to tear us apart. And statistically, by the way, it's not true, but yeah. That's the first thing, right? The if if information is uh, divisive in nature, I mean yes, that does have a negative impact, but that can be ultimately overlooked if the information is true. But it's not. It's not true. There's not much so uh, substantial evidence to prove that black people or quote unquote indigenous people, right, or any other. Uh, like race in this country minority. is being or minority race specifically is being uh, discriminated against in America. I mean, maybe Asians, but that's affirmative action. That's a democratically <laughs> elected uh, um, uh, institution. That's yeah, specific, it's like old times, right? You know, Democrats enact racist policies that you know racially impact. People, oh, look, know. now we're coming full circle. Oh, by yeah. the way, I just want to put a little bit of an interjection. This doesn't have much to do with uh, uh, Gwen Berry, but uh, um, there is one thing that I do want to say. The Democrats, one of their main, like, things, one of their main policies that uh, we talked about, like, on the last episode and that we continuously go back to is their almost dying need ironically enough, for gun control. They they will stop at nothing until there are these quote-unquote common-sense uh, gun restrictions. But what most people don't know is that gun control was originally uh, introduced by the Democratic Party as a form of legislative racism. Yeah, that's where it started. It was about disarming minority populations that's how gun control started and then of course when uh when the democrats made up the whole story about the magic of switch where all the racists went to the republican side and all the good people went to the democrat side which of course didn't happen and when the democrats had to sort of try to rebrand and try to save their image of being the party of the kkk they still pushed for a lot of those same policies that they did back when they were open about being racist. And Just one with of those, a different veil. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, of course with a different veil. It's a completely different overhaul because they had to. Racism can't really survive nowadays unless it's hidden under the veil of something else. And that's what the Democrats are doing. Also, just want to mention, um, guns save about 500,000 to 3 million people per year. That's by the CDC, okay? That so, is by the CDC. An institution that is not currently kind to Republicans. And there's about... A, on a really, really bad year, which has never happened, at most there will be 100,000 gun deaths. So right. just imagine so the, the amount of... So the high end of, uh, of gun crimes, right? right. Uh, presumably like homicides or whatever, right? The high end of gun crimes is still five times less... That the low end of gun deaths avoided, or sorry, deaths avoided by guns, gun saves. Five times less. And remember, we're comparing the highest of one to the lowest of the other. The highest of one, which has never been achieved. So, well, yeah. yeah. It, it, it's crazy. But it, yeah. It is crazy, because, you know, there's this idea that there are, like, all these just, like, uh, these uh, white kids that are just sitting in their room and they have like a just multiple like ARs just stuffed in their closet and they're thinking, hmm, what day should I shoot up my school today? Uh, should I do it? Should I do it Wednesday? Should I do it Thursday? Oh, oh, they're, they're having that, they're having that homo meeting on Thursday. I'll do it that. <laughs> Bro, no one, okay, 
Almost no one in the entire country, let alone the world, actually thinks like that. And if they did, it wouldn't be constant news. You know why the whole thing of school shooters, I know that this is a tangent, but you know why the whole thing with school shootings in America is such a big, um, is such a big thing in the news, especially left-wing news, uh, when they're trying to parrot the gun control argument? It's because it's rare. It's because it's a rare occurrence that it is still shocking news. You know, um, like, for example, uh, plane crashes are incredibly rare. And just like the school shootings, they're hit news. Now, granted, the plane crashings are usually accidental, so it's a different situation entirely. But still, their rarity makes them special, makes them worth talking about. If school shootings were as rampant as Democrats said, you wouldn't be hearing about them this much and this hard. Ironically enough. But anyways, I'm done with my tangent. We can continue. Right. So we mentioned this before, not too long ago, but we're going to talk about Jen Psaki. Okay, so Jen Psaki, obviously, White House press secretary. So essentially, and this is just hilarious in my opinion, this, should, this just shows how disconnected the White House, the current White House, the current makeup, is from society. She said that 500,000 electric vehicle charging stations are needed for, quote, rural and disadvantaged communities. People across the country and people who care deeply about addressing our climate crisis know the components of what's in this package, which the president considers a down payment, not the end, a down payment. So 500,000 electric vehicle charging stations nationwide. That's what this would help support with a focus on our highways and rural and disadvantaged communities. That doesn't make sense. How, so, how can they afford electric cars? I right. It, it, it just shows the disconnect from the Democrats from actual reality because number one the private sector should be handling this but number two people in those communities statistically cannot afford teslas or vehicles over thirty thousand dollars i mean so how fierce, bro but do you have you ever seen that fucking red no. guy in a fucking prius just no that. Like, no i i know we're stereotyping but it prius, doesn't happen let alone sorry. tesla exactly right and the Tesla dominate Tesla just dominates the electric vehicle market, right? So, no one's gonna buy a Tesla in a disadvantaged community. No one who's making under like thirty thousand dollars is buying a Tesla. Right. So, um, just just an amazing take, and just it just shows how disconnected the White House is from society. Right, and of course another thing about all of these electric cars is, you know, um, the Democrats have been pushing, you know, greener solutions to fight climate change, and I would argue quite radical solutions, or, well, quote-unquote solutions. And one of them in the uh, early days of, quote-unquote, fighting climate change was the push towards electric alternative vehicles, or purely electric vehicles, so electric and hybrid, right? By the way, before you mention this, mm -hmm. we have nothing against EVs, right? We are, I, I think we all are okay with them, right? Yeah, my parents have an EV. Right. It's our only car. <laughs> so we're all okay with it just putting that out there right exactly. no no I love turtles uh, yeah mostly <laughs> uh but anyways um okay so the the thing is right what they don't understand is fundamentally yes uh traditional cars do burn gasoline and they do produce smoke and they do produce greenhouse gases but it would be the same thing with an electric vehicle because they are getting power from the power grid. Where does that power come from? Well, plenty of it is in uh, um, uh, eco-friendly alternatives. This is true. Some of it, not enough, is in nuclear. Fair enough. But it, a lot of it is still in fossil fuels, natural gas, and all of these emitters that create greenhouse gases in the same way that a normal car would. But it's not just an equivalency, because creating the electric car is harder. One reason. Well, multiple reasons, but this is the big one. Batteries. How do you make batteries? Lithium-ion. 
You have to dig the lithium out of the earth in these huge quantities and then refine it and refine it and then manufacture it into cars just to get the battery so that you can call it a hybrid or a fully electric vehicle. If you have a traditional car, no lithium. It, it's, it's almost as if, it's almost as if the electric car was, for the most part, a rushed solution to a problem that we didn't and mostly still don't fully understand. But of course, they're still pushing for this, which is why Jen Saski or whatever, uh, Saki, Saki, right? Uh, put 500k uh, uh, electric charging stations in all of these areas. It's not about saving the planet. It is not about efficiency. It is not about uh, reducing carbon footprint. It is about the political undertext of the moral high ground. The Democrats love having the moral high ground, which is why, whenever they do, they always make sure that everyone around them knows it. Or, if they're not on the moral high ground, they pretend like they are, and they will go tooth and nail to keeping the act up. And by the way, this is the biggest reason for me, is um, this should be done by the private sector. There's right? no reason why the government should be interfering in this, because... The private sector is very responsive towards demand. More so if there's responsive. a demand, yeah. So if there's a demand for electric charging stations in rural slash disadvantaged communities, then there will be charging stations. But if we take up the space and put charging stations in there, we're actually putting these communities in a disadvantage because we're taking up much needed space that could be occupied by more important um, um, sectors. You know, for example, a grocery store, or maybe a liquor store, yeah. which could be vital to a community. Not to so. mention who's paying for all those charging stations. Right, the taxpayer. But we, we don't even talk about the taxpayer at this point, right? We're like we're talking about $1.9 trillion in a bill that might pass, which I don't think it will, but it might. Right. So we're, we're just, let's disregard the taxpayer at this point, right? Mm, okay, but here's the thing, right? The only reason why I would consider uh, discrediting the taxpayer, because ultimately that is one of the big contentions I have with bloated government. It's just that... Right. We all have to pay for stuff that they decide, and we don't have a choice. Uh, but fundamentally, uh, the other problem is when we don't get charged, ironically enough. Because you know what happens? If we don't pay for it, and obviously... Grandchildren will need to. Oh, for, forget that. It's not about us. It's not about our children. It's not about the generation even after that. It's about debt. You know what happens when no one pays for shit? And it it just sort of happens? And the currency gets devalued? Oh, no. Not good things. No, no, no. Not, not good things. Not good things when the American dollar becomes worth less than Dogecoin. No, 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 no. Inflation. Yeah. Huge inflation, like Venezuelan level inflation, <laughs> if this continues. To be fair, that's like an exaggeration, but well, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not talking about the next like 10 years, I'm talking about the next yeah. like, 100 years, but still, this is a trend, and it's a bad trend that we don't want to be on. I agree. I think we all agree about this. So, exactly. let's talk about uh, some breaking news that's coming out. And it's about the... Oh my god, the... Soul is being up to date for once? Breaking news? Wait a minute. Breaking, really breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking yeah. through the fourth ever. wall. Breaking news. We're, uh, we're going to give it a at the crime scene. Uh, what do you got to f***? So, uh, <laughs> you yeah, know. So this is about the Delta variant and uh, some vaccine news. Otherwise known so, as COVID-2. Right. Sonny, you could actually read this. Oh, I had to read. All no, right. well, yeah, dude, you, you haven't, like, said anything this entire podcast. Oh. <laughs> Fuck. All right, guys, let me read this. You want to read the first one right here? Read both of them. All right, guys, Slave. guess what? In Mississippi, over 90% of the COVID cases and related deaths over the past month are in unvaccinated people. The state's health director says, <clears throat> let me... If you are fully vaccinated with Moderna or Pfizer, you are likely to be immune for years if you have a J&J, &J, which is Johnson Johnson's uh, shot. You are, 
likely to need Moderna or Pfizer booster shot to be immune for years. Yeah, no, I'm not right. doing that. Lights, let's dissect that, all right, guys? All right, I just want to mention all of this information just points to the fact that these vaccines that have been developed in record-breaking time are very effective. I don't know. It says a bit over 90%. Okay, let's a... let's say this, okay? It's and not 100. The 90%. Okay, the reason why it's not 100 is because we're lumping COVID cases, uh, the COVID deaths and uh, COVID cases, right? So a lot of them, a lot of COVID cases are inaccurate. I remember a story where some person got diagnosed with COVID four times. Why? That's not a, that's not a problem with COVID because statistically you're not going to get diagnosed four times. That's a problem with the tests. So there's always going to be some faulty test results, right? Right. But above that, the Pfizer CEO, the CEO of Pfizer, the guy who gets all of his information early from the per from the public, said this a couple months ago that we're likely to need a booster shot in 12 months after you receive the the, the your first booster. And now, new studies show that you're likely not going to need that for a couple of years. So, yes, oh, the bad. vaccines are very safe and effective. Uh, yeah, I believe that. Um, now, of course, it is important to recognize that they have still been developed in record time. And as such, yeah. they are still inherently experimental. At least yeah. to some degree. And, of course, you know, that's that's the thing. Because, you know, um, the, the big... Uh, a sort of icons of vaccinations like tetanus and like polio those have been in tests and in clinical trials and in development for decades this one's been in development for less than a year and, and by oh, the way well, like, no a year and a half but still like if, if i was a pregnant woman i'd be scared to get the vaccine so i, I understand concerns it, it's not just anti-vaxxer moms who are, like, fucking insane and would rather uh, their kid die of a serious disease than get them vaccinated. Although I'm sure that is plenty of the movement. It's also mm -hmm. genuinely concerned people. It's also people who want to maintain their liberties and don't want to be forced to uh, get the vaccine from the government. And other things. It's People have their reasons. But, fundamentally, there is a pretty solid argument for getting the vaccine it's had some level of testing. It's been proven to be very effective, and with this new stra uh, with this new strain, it could be the thing that stops us from having to go into another pandemic. Yeah, and um, like I just want to hammer this home, but for what? <clears throat> excuse me, for women that are pregnant, like yeah, it's understandable. For people I'm, I'm who sorry, have... what, what pregnant women are going to be watching us talk about politics? I, I know. You never know. You, you never, know. never know. I also... audience very broad. Five-year-olds to six-year-olds. Okay. <laughs> Six-year-olds uh, should not be getting pregnant. I don't even know if right. they can. Actually, yes, they can. Because, yeah, uh, yeah there's this one uh, case, I think it was in some so Southern American country, where six-year-olds got don't pregnant. don't make the rule. <laughs> I mean, but they could. Anyways, think about it. anyways, reading sidetracked. Yeah, yeah. Um, people, I like there. Are, I we understand the concerns. I'm not saying that you should get the vaccine. Get it at your own will. Um, yeah. I'm just saying if you get the vaccine, you probably aren't going to be uh, diagnosed with a serious uh, COVID case. So, yeah. yeah. Anyways, let's move on to Ilhan Omar. So this happened today uh, of the time of the recording, uh, June 29th. Ilhan Omar, Still Pride Month. basically, <laughs> wait, I don't think she talks anything about Pride, but yeah. Well, no, Ilhan I'm just saying, I'm just saying, not, it's, it's not, still, it's still okay. game month. It's still game month. I know, I know, but listen, yeah. I don't think she talks about uh, Pride Month or any homosexual things. Uh-huh, okay, yeah. uh-huh, uh-huh. So basically she said, and this is, she was referring to Jewish Congress people, and not on, like, not only on the Republican side, but on the Democratic side, um... She thinks that it's very important for these members to realize that they haven't been partners um, in injustice, which basically says, which, which basically what she's saying is, they're not, um, they're not on the right side, right? They're they're siding with the oppressors and they're refusing to support justice uh, uh, here and abroad. Justice. So, what that basically translates into is, and, and she said this. I'm going to quote her. She said, uh, "Give me one sec. Let me find it." 
I, I know we're very prepared. I should have wrote this down. Uh, 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 yeah. Yeah, just for the Jeopardy song. Oh, she said this. I'm, I'm not going to quote her, but she said something like this where uh, they haven't experienced the same amount of injustice as her, which, by the way, Jews experience the most hate crimes out of any group in the United States by percentage. Not, not the even least as a of whole. which being the fucking Holocaust. Right. <laughs> well, and, I forgot about that, I guess. And she said something, and I'm going to quote her, um... What the fuck did she say? I, God. She says something about equal. Oh, well. Okay. Just basically, no, she's being very anti-Semitic in this clip. I'll put okay. it up. You guys decide for yourself. I think it's really important for uh, these members to realize that they haven't been partners in injustice. They haven't been, um, you know, equally engaging uh, in seeking justice uh, around the world. And I, and I think... You know, I will continue to, to do that. It is important for me as someone who, who knows what it feels like to experience injustice in ways that many of my colleagues don't, uh, to be uh, a voice in finding, finding accountability, uh, asking for mechanisms for justice for those who are maligned, oppressed, um, and who have had injustice um, done to them. Yeah. Uh, but I, I actually do, I do have something to say about that. I know I'm, I'm constantly the guy who's going on tangents about all the topics, but I, I really want to say something about the left's anti-Semitism. It is inherent. Not every leftist is anti-Semitic. I completely understand that. And I'm sure plenty of leftists are not even going to consider on a first-name basis the things that I'm about to say, if there are any leftists watching this. But fundamentally, if you subscribe to any socialist or communist views... And that is somehow, uh, in many ways, baked into Idpol, into identity politics, right? If you subscribe to a Marxist-adjacent uh, or Marxist-linked theory, right? Or, hell, even just a straight Marxist theory, you are inherently complying with anti-Semitism. And I know that that sounds like something a leftist would say, but hear me out, alright? Marx specifically made a, uh, I believe, a book uh, titled On the Jewish Question. And it was basically Mein Kampf, but for communists. This is not a joke. This is real. And in that, Marx said that, uh, essentially, Jews are enemy of the proletariat because they are complacent in capitalist systems. Basically saying that Jews are greedy and that they uh, interrupt, they will interrupt the uh, righteous workers' revolt and a bunch of other you know, anti-Semitic shit like that. And that is written by Marx. That happened. Marx wrote it down, published it as one of his uh, main works of theory, and it is part of his ideological circle. Any group or any people that stand in the way of the revolution must be purged. It's how communists have always done it, and it's how socialism will always do it, even if they don't want to admit it. If you want examples, look at Venezuela. But here's the important part, right? The important part is that this is Marx talking. This is not Hitler. This is not Stalin. This is Marx, the so-called good guy of the left. The main inspiration for most leftist causes can some way be tied back to Marx. And Marx, as I've demonstrated here, was an anti-Semite. So it's not surprising that those on the left especially those in the Democratic Party, who already have their knees deep in racism and anti-Semitism, in a couple forms or another, right, would be anti-Semitic openly because they subscribe to leftist theory, which is a derivative of Marxist teachings. And one thing to add, Ilhan Omar is a, is a Marxist, okay? Yeah. She's a Democratic oh, oh, Socialist. Oh, well, then there you go. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. So it all, it, it's full circle, right? Full circle. So, I think that's all we have to mention about that. Sonny, do you have anything else? Fuck, I don't want to say anything that will cancel me. Right. <laughs> Dude, I, I already have enough material on this podcast to cancel me 20 times over. It, Dude, just say, speak your mind, man. Uh, no, I have nothing to say. Let's just go next topic. Okay. <laughs> Alright, this next one this next one is actually really big, if it's true. So, uh, get your serious pants on. Oh, Tucker oh, Carlson! Oh. 
Okay, Tucker Carlson, in my opinion, he's kind of a meme now, but... Yeah. Uh, Live Tucker reaction. Favorite uh, Fox News hanker, bro. <laughs> uh, essentially... He's so based. Exactly. He's, he's based, you're right, yeah. Uh, so, what Carlson so said... <laughs> what Carlson said is that there's a possibility... <laughs> oh my god. Alright, so apparently a whistleblower came to Mar uh, not Mark's, fucking goddammit. Okay, so apparently a whistleblower <laughs> came to Carlson and said that the NSA is watching you and spying on you. Now, this is very, very illegal because for the NSA to spy on you, they have to have a warrant that they uh, received in court, which is publicly available knowledge. Now, there is no court uh, warrants publicly available to the public. Which basically suggests if they are watching him, it is very illegal. But it's not just political protesters the government is spying on. Yesterday we heard from a whistleblower within the U.S. government who reached out to warn us that the NSA, the National Security Agency, is monitoring our electronic communications and is planning to leak them in an attempt to take this show off the air. Now that's a shocking claim and ordinarily we'd be skeptical of it. It's illegal for the NSA to spy on American citizens. It's a crime. It's not a third world country. Things like that should not happen in America. But unfortunately, they do happen, and in this case, they did happen. The whistleblower, who is in a position to know, repeated back to us information about a story that we are working on that could have only come directly from my texts and emails. There's no other possible source for that information, period. The NSA captured that information without our knowledge and did it for political reasons. The Biden administration is spying on us. We have confirmed that. This morning we filed a FOIA request, a Freedom of Information Act request, asking for all information that the NSA and other agencies have gathered about this show. We did it mostly as a formality. We've also contacted the press office at both NSA and the FBI. We don't expect to hear much back. That's the way that usually goes. Only Congress can force transparency on the intelligence agencies, and they should do that immediately. Spying on opposition journalists is incompatible with democracy. If they are doing it to us, and again, they are definitely doing it to us, they are almost certainly doing it to others. This is scary, and we need to stop it right away. Now, usually when the NSA um, is accused of something, they don't respond to it directly, but they responded to Carlson, and I think they responded to him Today, three hours ago, they said this, and I'm quoting them. On June 28th, 2021, Tucker Carlson alleged that the National Security Agency has been monitoring our electronic communications and is planning to leak them in an attempt to take this show off the air, end quote. This allegation is untrue. Tucker Carlson has never been an intelligence target of the agency, and the NSA has never had any plans to try and take his program off the air. NSA has a Foreign Intelligence Commission. We target foreign powers to generate insights on foreign activities that could harm the United States, with limited exceptions, IG and emergency, which is a, a big distinction, right? The NSA may not target a U.S. citizen without a court order that explicitly authorizes the targeting. Now, I find it very weird that they say IG and emergency because it basically suggests that they can target Carlson if, it, if they consider it an emergency. So, what do you guys think? I think it's scary. I mean, are, so do you guys think that they're actually watching us, or not? Uh, I, I don't know. But Carlson, maybe. I think it's a big maybe. Because why would they respond to it? They usually never do it. And, and, and funny thing about this is um, they usually allow people to um, like, reply in the comment sections, but in this post, they didn't. They allowed no one to respond. Actually? Like, why? Yeah. I don't know. It's it's weird, right? That's, that's, so the, that's the problem. Weird. Good cake. It, it just, like, it, it makes them even more suspicious than they really should be. Dude, it's the NSA. What do you expect? I know, but... Dude, me, bro, me being a libertarian, I'm just basically accepted that my webcam is basically an NSA eye that's constantly staring at me. Oh, so you just, like, flip it off? <laughs> no, flip, flip it, it off the, for fun? Imagine <laughs> a camera. Flip it the other way. Imagine a camera with your computer. Wow. wow. Just don't. 
Just don't, yeah. Just don't. Oh, and put yeah. tape over the one on your phone. Just... Uh, yeah. I, I still find it, like, fucking scary. Because... Yeah. Oh, no, yeah, it's, it's scary. Um, But here's the thing. Here's the important part to remember about the NSA. What is the first letter of NSA? National. National. Is is the state? Is the state watching you? Okay, so it's it's not like it's a corporation that's gonna like like sell your webcam data or whatever. It's the government. Now, this is absolutely huge government overreach, but they're kind of we're kind of used to that at this point. Here's the thing, right? If the government does anything with this data that's been using to spy on citizens. At that point, they would be admitting to the fact that they've done it. And in a small way, this has already happened. So, you know, keep yourself safe. You know, uh, yeah, uh, seriously, put tape on your uh, webcams and on your phones. And, you know, if people call you creepy for it, just uh, look them back to this podcast. And, uh, exactly. For anyone Exposure. Who, yeah, I, I shut up. Okay, for anyone who's been linked <laughs> to this uh, podcast episode... Uh, who, you know, you think that uh, someone you know is crazy for putting tape over their phones. Um, <laughs> lol, enjoy being a sheep, I guess. I think the big kicker is when they say, with limited exceptions, they do not need a court order to authorize the targeting. That is huge for me. That is, like, so... That's bad. That is really bad, because um... essentially they're saying, like, you know... We're not saying that he's never been a target, but we're saying, you know, if he ever does become a target, we don't need to go through the court. You know, so yeah. theoretically, what they could do is they could theoretically uh, not spy on Tucker Carlson until today when they put out this post and get no court order with their limited exception rule. So that's fucking scary. And who knows? Maybe this could turn into a big story. I don't know. I hope so. I, you hope so? I mean, like, I hope so. No, I, I don't mean, know about that. I don't, I, I don't think we should hope that this is. No, I hope that the story blows up. I hope that people hear oh, okay. about this. I hope that the state is held accountable for their fucking creepiness. Yeah, it's really fucked. I don't, like, it's like that, your weird uncle, you know? You hope they get it's held like accountable. like the stalker outside your window with the camera. It's exactly. just so weird. Except the stalker also runs your life, and you have to pay them every month. Right. Uh, I, I do hope that... Okay, in a sense, I, I don't want Carlson to be spied on, but... If he does, I really want it to make major headlines. So this is a good step on the right direction. So I'm glad. No, 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 no. Headlines. I I said I don't want him to get stuck, but if he does, I want it to be exposed. So let's clarify. Yeah. No, right. I, I think this is very important for for people to recognize. Like I'm I'm glad it's getting so much attention. Yeah, and good. and the NSA is just promoting it even more, which is funny. So yeah. Um, I don't NSA, know how we're transitioning. If you're listening, uh, thanks for watching. Uh, please hit that subscribe button. Oh wait, no, the NSA is coming for us. Oh no. Uh, we only. Wait, we're getting cut off. Oh. Are, uh, <laughs> uh, damn. Cut off. NSA, cut them off. Yeah. Damn. Yes, we should end the podcast here then. Everyone yeah. watching. <laughs> everyone watching. The Sons no. of Liberty are in trouble. The NSA has captured Kaika69 and is keeping him in Twitter jail. He can no longer post on his account about Destiny 2. What Damn. are we going to do? Oh, I know. know. You, can do. you can subscribe to the channel, like the video, and ring the notification bell. Then he can be freed from Twitter jail. And you can give us your credit card information and those no. loan numbers in the back. Oh, and, okay, and the know. social security number. Then exactly. we'll then we'll be free from Twitter jail. But you gotta uh, act fast. It, it, in the name of uh, funny spirits, let's talk about our next topic. Okay, nice segue. So, and, uh, nice segue, right? Yeah, perfect segue. So, Robert <laughs> L. Johnson, the founder of BUT and is America's first black billionaire, is pushing for a fourteen trillion dollar reparations proposal. What? So, yeah, isn't that funny? Like a, a billionaire who. You know, who's been very successful in American life, and you know, who's had just just amazing like wealth, is pushing for reparations. Isn't that amazing? Dude, like, he would be included in that reparations. Dude, you gotta respect the grind. Uh, you yeah. gotta respect it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, for sure. 
but at the same time, he's a billionaire and he's asking for like a check. So no, no, exactly. But like, you gotta respect the grind, though. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I, I respect mean, it. it's I mean, a hustle. I mean, sure, he's abusing the government and he might uh, lead to uh, a racial war soon. But you know, it's whatever. Yeah, you gotta respect the hustle. I mean, yeah, we all respect it, but yeah, of course, I don't respect the cause. So, ah. Uh... Another thing that we don't really respect the cause of is the NFL. What? So. No, we can't segue like this. NFL is great. Like NFL that. is great. We can't segue like oh, that. Okay. No, you see. The NFL, the NFL is not cringe. I apologize. It's not cringe. It's gay. Let's get to the segue. What if we get banned off the stadiums and stuff? NFL is gay. Let's go. Let's talk about it. Alright, to give some context, these knuckheads don't sound homophobic. Especially the one that's bisexual. Shut the fuck up, I am homophobic. I hate half of myself. posted on their social medias a video of them saying they're the NFL is gay, trans gender, lesbian, all these stuff. Well, guess what? Pride month. and Which is still happening kind of as of the recording. Pride month is like ending in a day or two, so yeah, that's amazing. It's ending in two days. Like earlier this week, like on Monday, I believe. And so I find it so dumb because the media and like movies and sports is just getting too political. Like just keep your nose out of that kind of stuff. You don't need to support a certain group to grow your popularity or to make money off of it. That's just abusing it at that point. You're not even supporting it. You're just using it. Uh, yeah. Any opinions from my hoes? I think you summed it up pretty well, right, Joe? And I feel gay. Anyways, let's go to the next topic. All right. Okay. Speaking, Speaking of, gay. of gay. Speaking of gay. Uh, New York City had a gay pride event for, guess what, Pride Month again. Which is but still going on at the time of recording. We don't mind the event, we just mind the uh, aftermath. Okay, the I, I will say one thing, really quickly. I'm not a huge fan of uh, Pride events. I don't know what the point about, like, being, like, prideful of yourself is. And, like, just because of your sexuality. I don't know. I, I don't know if being a gay, lesbian, bi, uh trans not better etc i don't know if that's something worthy of celebration i mean self-love fair enough but like i don't know if it needs an entire month especially when veterans only get a day but we've already covered that yeah, uh, we've already continue. covered that we already said that like it's fucked up how our veterans the people who fucking risk their lives only get plenty of which like, die a couple of days and then these no actually I, th I think it's literally one day i think it's literally one day uh is it oh no, it's day? it's two day because it's yeah, Veterans Day and the Memorial Day. Exactly. But that's yeah. it. And somewhat of Labor Day. Eh, not really. But that's for all people. Yeah, that that, that that's like, that's like two and a third. Yeah. Anyways, continue. So basically, we're just talking about the aftermath, the what they fucking left. So much trash and everything around the streets. Like, come on, and most of these people, the LGBT, whatever. Premium, what the fuck, whatever they call it now. Uh, These—they're very eco-friendly, but yet they leave all this trash around, uh, plastic stuff. Like, show the clip if the editor can of all the trash that they have to clean up. I mean, isn't New York City a sanctuary city anyway? Aren't the streets like covered in shit or something? Uh, sanctuary city means they house illegal immigrants yeah, without uh, putting them toward deportation. But yeah, yeah. I, I mean, mean I don't know. That that's how the sanctuary cities city. were. That's how the sanctuary cities were when uh, they were starting to get rolled out in 2020. If anyone remembers well, that, New York City wasn't a quote unquote clean city to begin with. Oh yeah, but true. still, you know, you gotta clean after yourselves. You know, and this is just bad. Yeah. It looks bad on the community of the gay community or LGBT. LGBT, whatever. Okay, yeah. can I just say, before we move on to our next thing, because this isn't really that big of a topic. Um, okay. Petition to cut the LGBTQ acronym whatever in half. Down the line, okay? Sexualities on one side, gender identities on the other. 
They were grouped together because of shared solidarity when they were both fighting for rights in the 90s, in the 2000s, and somewhat in the 2010s. Alright, it was a shared solidarity movement. There is no reason for them to be in the same group anymore. The, the, the uh, experiences and struggles of dealing with gender dysphoria and going through transitioning or the, uh, the m much less difficult action of choosing a made-up gender uh, versus uh, battling with uh, ch an ever-changing sexuality or defining what your sexuality is or whatever. These are different struggles, these are different lifestyles, and they should be treated differently. It should be L, G, B, P, and then uh, T, Q, I, uh, N, B, whatever. Wait, P? Uh, Pansexual. Pan, yeah, pan, which is basically it's just bite. Pans, bro. It, cooking dude, pans. What it, is that, bro? Uh, every, everyone says it's with pants. Surprise. It's with pants. What original. Is, what is original. This, you know what it is? It's bisexual with extra steps. That's it. Oof. It's basically thinking that there's more than two genders. Which right? there aren't. Anyways, exactly. uh, right. uh, enough about mm -hmm. that. Let's let's talk about uh, Trump uh, again. Uh, a smooth transition to Trump calling Joe. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Trump basically called Joe Biden a criminal again in an interview. Why is that? He's a criminal. He's a criminal. He got caught. Read his laptop. And you know who's a criminal? You're a criminal for not reporting it. Wait, why is Biden a criminal? Hold up. I mean, well, okay, Hunter Biden is, but Joe Biden isn't. Okay, so let me give you some context. So Joe Biden is uh, seen as a criminal by some. For two reasons. Number one, he's a career politician, meaning he's probably in some way corrupt. Oh, yeah, true. And number two, um, he, he, uh, when he was serving as Barack Obama's vice president, he went to Ukraine, and he had a billion-dollar uh, like package that was going to go to Ukraine. However, the Ukrainian uh, like head prosecutor was investigating his son, Hunter Biden, and, ah. and his dad, uh, Joe Biden, basically said to the president, that if you don't get this prosecutor fired, I'm not giving you the billion dollars. Damn. Funny enough, this prosecutor was fired, and they got the billion dollars. Okay, yeah, yeah, that, um, no, that, that's definitely, uh... That's, that's... Also, Trump also called the reporter a criminal for not reporting. Oh, yeah, but... well, okay, I, I don't know about that one, because, like, uh, the problem with, uh, you know, calling a reporter a criminal for not reporting on something, inaction is not action, I don't really believe in that, but... I mean, if you want to call Joe Biden a criminal for that, I completely... Yeah, that makes total sense. I mean, it goes to one of those things, like, if you see someone with the gun pointing at someone else, is it also your fault for the person's death that got shot? No. Or is it... No, because inaction is not action. Well, I, I think it's, like... It's hard to say. I think in some situations it could be. Right. I it, mean, you, you, you could argue that you have a moral imperative to help. That That's fair. But it's not moral wrong on you for choosing not to. It's just net zero. Yeah. But anyways, uh, um, is there anything else about Trump calling Biden a criminal that we need to talk about? Mm, not that I don't I think know. so. Damn, a lot of these late topics have been pretty short. Let's go to a long one. Uh, hero liberty activist, as the article puts oh it, uh, was killed by police after stopping a mass shooter who just killed a cop. To, to clarify, the the activist, the uh, the libertarian activist uh, who was killed by police was not the one who killed the cop. He killed the person who killed the cop. It was a mass shooter. So, um, uh, uh, this is a very uh, interesting story because it almost kind of seems like uh, the state's uh, inherent need to maintain the monopoly on violence has given them a sort of self-actualization in a moral sense that, uh, that allows them to sleep at night knowing that they killed someone who was just being a good Samaritan, being a good human, and that... Uh, their duty as a citizen was to protect and serve just as much as the police's was. Yes, he had a firearm. And yes, it, he, w he probably did not 
legally, or actually, I don't know about that. I, I'm not even going to make a claim about that. I don't know whether he had it legal or not. But the thing is, even if he didn't, the fact that he used his firearms and his, uh, and his property, not even to hurt people, but to help people, to stop a mass shooter, right, who just murdered a police officer just then, right, why would you kill someone like that? Why would you kill someone like that whose only uh, purpose, as far as I've seen, was to do justice? Yes, it's vigilante justice, but it's still justice. I mean, if he didn't do anything, the ma that mass shooter would have still been alive and probably would have killed more cops. I, I don't know. Look, it's weird because I'm not really a big fan of vigilante justice on a uh, sort of normal basis because different people have different definitions of what justice is but i don't know if there's anyone who can tell me straight in the face with a dead look in their eye that they had a definition of justice that involved the police being in the moral right with shooting that man now uh we've included a link to uh the gofundme uh for their uh for his families uh of the uh the activist in question his name is uh was john hurley i believe and uh the the link will be in the description uh i'm not we're not going to ask you to donate to many things in this podcast because uh we understand that uh you know money is scarce especially with the pandemic and uh you know there just aren't that many causes nowadays that are really worth uh you know directly going out of your way to support but i definitely think this is one of them uh, if, if you have any spare change and, uh, you know, you, you want to support the families of, I, I would argue this national hero, uh, go into the description and you, you'll, you'll see the GoFundMe there. Anyways, um, I don't know. I, I don't know how to feel about it. Uh, I, I'm, I'm on the one hand recognizing that the Antifa people are kind of retarded by saying we need to defund the police, but at the same time... I think that we should have some system in place as a country to allow for uh, good, otherwise law-abiding citizens to do what's right when the police can't. Uh, so thank you all for tuning in again. I know we already did this, but I'm going to do it again since we continue a little bit after. Uh, yeah, again, thank you for watching. We really appreciate all the support that we've been getting. We just yes. hit 10 subscribers. We've made it. Poggers in the we've chat. We've made it. Oh my goodness. We've Bye. made it as YouTube celebrities. We're making a business email, all right? Companies, go sponsor us. <laughs> Dag sponsor so, us. Uh, sons of Liberty 3 at gmail.com. Um, dragon, whatever. But guess what, guys? 79% of you guys are not subscribed. So Whoa! Go subscribe button, wow. Right? 79 I can't believe it. You're exactly. not subscribed. What, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? Subscribe. Come on. I mean, thanks for 10, but what about 20? What about 30? What, what about 100? What about 10,000? What about a million? We are not going to stop <laughs> ranting <laughs> about stupid bullshit until we get 1 million YouTube oh, subscribers. You all got this. We believe in you. You worry about leaving a better planet for our kids. How about leaving better kids for our planet? Entire generation offended at everything. Getting mad that a human thinks all lives matter. We don't need black or white or left or right. What we need is common sense. We need balance. We're all in the same boat. Why are you trying to make holes? If they sink, we sink. This is madness.